Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving the ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Faith Revisited podcast. We're so happy you're listening today. This week, we are going to talk about we're now into the last quarter of the year, the last three months. I'm doing a personal challenge to start the year or to end the year better than what I would normally be on January 1st. But overall, my life kind of feels like a tornado right now. So Ben and I are going to chat about some personal ways that we can maintain our strong connection with God through the end of the year. We're also getting into holiday season and Thanksgiving and practicing gratitude should be a part of our daily life. So we're going to talk about ways we can connect with God. And we're also going to finish it off by talking about things your church should be doing to prepare in this last quarter of the year, because Christmas should be your biggest Sunday and you really want to make an impact there. So that's where we're going to start. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, like I said, my life just feels like a tornado right now. I'm spinning on all fronts. And I don't know if our listeners are feeling the same way. If not, they will soon. Um, I just, I'm really curious, like ways we can just really center ourselves and connect with God when we have so many different things happening in our life. Yeah. For me, it starts with doing things on purpose. You know, especially in busy seasons, it gets really, really easy to kind of slack off on things that, you know, they're they're not the major part of your day. They may or may not be the major part of your routine. Mm -hmm. Um, You're you're about to be traveling for a couple of weeks, you know, so you're out of you're out of your normal space. And 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 it's kind of hard to keep certain routines when you're not, you know, in your program space. So yeah, um, in busy seasons like this, I think it is vitally important to wake up every day on purpose, to say, I will take 15, 20, 30 minutes to be with God. Um, I will get my gratitude journal out and write in it every day. Um, And if you need to make it uh, uh, a game or make it, make it something that, that you say, well, over the next three months, if I journal every day, I want to go back and look at it January 1st. Um, But every day we should be engaging um, spiritual disciplines 
We need to be in prayer. We need to be, um, you know, spending time in devotion. We need to be uh, journaling, writing, giving thanks some way or another that we can kind of get um, a tangible way to, to connect with God. And aren't there like apps on your phone that they can like send you a daily scripture or something just to like think on and practice on? So that would be of, a great way. I'll tell you yeah. a couple of, couple of my favorite podcasts. Let's start with podcasts. Oh, perfect. Yes. Um, okay. So one podcast is called Pray As You Go. Pray As You Go. You search okay. that in podcast. It is a, um, it's a podcast that is done, I believe, by the Jesuits. Um, so every day they, they have a scripture that usually goes along with the daily lectionary. There's some kind of musical centering piece. I'm going to be honest. Some days it's monks chanting other (laughs) days. It's like a a dude and a guitar. So it's very widely varied on music, Uh but it's about a 10 to 12 minute podcast. It centers you in with music for three or four minutes. And then they do a Lectio Divina style of scripture, which is that you read scripture multiple times to go deeper into it. So they would read the scripture and then they um, start asking like, like application or questions for your life or penetrating questions. Like, how do you think about this? When have you been in this kind of moment? The Jesuits are a tradition based on very practical theology. Okay. How are the scriptures coming alive in your life? And then after they do one round of questions, they do a second round. Uh, You'll hear the music interlude for another 45 seconds or so. And then they're back with another reading and another set of questions. And so that 10 to 12 minutes is a great way to start your day. It's an easy podcast. Um, a lot of times, if I don't have time to sit down uh, and journal and pray um, and, and say I go exercise or go for a run, mm-hmm. I'll make myself listen to that as the first part of the run. Wow. That's not really going to get you very motivated to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's More some reflection time. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to you know give you 150 beats a minute for you to be <laughs> pounding pavement. But it really does put you in a good centering place. And when you're running and oxygen's moving to your brain quickly like that, yeah. you can really actually receive what they're saying uh, probably in better ways than if you were just sitting idle, looking at your phone or doing other things to be distracted. So pray as you go is a really good one. And another one that I like, and we'll put these in the show notes um, is on Spotify. I need to pull it up so that I can find the exact title of it. It's another, it's your daily prayer. It's a podcast, um, your daily prayer. And, and it's, it's from, um, www.ibelieve.com. Um, I don't know exactly who puts that on, but that one is five to seven minutes and it's just a prayer for the day. So there's no music, there's no extras. It just kind of introduces like, this is what we're going to pray for. And it gives you a short little reflection or devotion and then a prayer for your day. But these are simple. I mean, you understand five to seven Mm -hmm. minutes. 10 to 12 minutes, simple ways to begin your day engaging in prayer. And everyone always says, oh, I'm too busy for adding this into my life or doing this, but you can find five minutes in your day because chances are you're mindlessly scrolling on social media anyway. So if you can take oh, yeah. some of that and be intentional. Well, and, awesome. and, and I tell people all the time that, you know, start your day, take an extra five minutes before you pick up your phone, before you turn on the television. Lord knows before you turn on cable news or whatever it is, gets you fired up. <laughs> yes. And, and just, just have that quiet time, you know, pour your cup of coffee and do this first. Um, an app that I really like is called, um, let me see. It's called examine E X A M E N. 
Okay. Examine is, again, Jesuits, I'm a big fan of the tradition, but that is an end of the day uh, practice that you can have. So say you're not a morning person and you just, you just can't bring mm. yourself um, to, In the to, morning. Yeah, yeah, to do the morning thing. Examine will walk you through a set of questions to look back on your day and reflect and be mindful. Wow. On good days, I do both of these. I start the day and yeah. end the day. That's not every day. But on good <laughs> days, I, I do. But it's really, really simple. Um, yeah, it's just, just a set of questions and uh, prompts for you, things that you can do. So there's a ton of apps, a ton of uh, things out there that you can, you can use to engage in spiritual disciplines daily. Yeah, I also have, I have a devotional sitting next to my bed by Shauna Nyquist, I think Mm -hmm. her name is. um, And it's just like a daily thing. It's a little scripture and then like a story of her life. And that's a 365 day one. So I don't do it every day, but whenever I pick it up, I just go to whatever day it is and read that there. Um, I also use um, a write the word journal, which is a product of the power sheet or cultivate what matters. They do goal setting, um, but they have these journals that are called write the word and it gives you a scripture to look up and then you're supposed to write the scripture first and then you kind of journal about what the scripture does. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that one. My goal is about once a week. Um, I have the devotional and then there's a a really good gift for people as well, but it also, I found so much joy in it is Maria Shriver has, um, a little book. It's called like meditations and something. I gave it to someone else. I usually pass those types of things along to someone who I think could use it, but it gives a little like prayer and meditation per page. And so that's a really great one as well. So I've kind of been doing a hodgepodge of things. Um, I heard recently on, I think a podcast, but someone was saying they set a random timer in their phone to go off in the middle of the day at some point. It has like four keywords of intention. So if you want to set intentions for the whole month, say my intention is gratitude, generosity, intentional, um, and something else, you know, when that goes off randomly at 2.43 p.m., you're just seeing those words again, that, you know, generosity, graciousness, that kind of stuff. So I thought that was a really good idea just to, um, you use timers in your phone to remind you of things. So that would be another great way to just really take a moment and center yourself. Yeah, I'm a big fan of timers for many, many things. One uh, trick I learned from a podcast that Brendan Bouchard yeah. Um, did is, is, and so he cited somebody else, but, you know, setting the random timers to, to remind you of things you should be doing, um, beyond task. Like, like, um, um, you know, when I come home from work, you know, if I'm, if I'm still in work mode and I kind of come rustling in the house and, you know, um, still kind of processing things, you know, to have a timer in your phone that, you know, when you're going to be home that, that, that just says a reminder, like, you know, show the kids some love because that's yeah. a good reminder that put the work stuff down and just love on the kids for a minute mm-hmm. or, or, uh, in mid morning, um, you know, uh, I have one at like nine thirteen AM that says who needs you to show up, uh, at your best today. Wow. Be yeah. mindful of people in your life that, that, that need you. And so that you can always be thinking about them. Uh, I think back to, to, you know, our podcast with Adam Hamilton, how much prayer, um, is a part of his, uh, morning yeah. routine. I'll tell you a quick story because I was just out at his church at a conference last week. So you remember how he told us about um, carrying around his pocket New Testament? Yes. So our podcast listeners uh, can't see, but 
when I was at his church, I bought the very last pocket New Testament Look that was in the you. bookstore. And what's funny is he, in the opening sermon that he did, he was talking about spiritual life and things that are important and all stuff. Uh-huh. And it was almost a, a recapitulation of what he told us. And he holds up his pocket New Testament and he, he talks about how every day he just reads through it and all this stuff. Um, and you just never know when, you know, in a break and rat. The big point is, rather than picking up your phone, what if you were to pick up scripture sometimes, like yeah. in a waiting room or in your oil changed or whatever it is, and just sit and read. Um, and what was funny was I went to the bookstore and the lady apologized and she said, I need you to come back at the next break. Usually Adam warns us when he makes references to products, but he didn't this time. Yeah. And we just sold all of our pocket Bibles at oh one time. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was funny the power of influence that he has, but that's another thing. What if you've had a, just a pocket, pocket new Testament and rather yeah. than picking up your phone when you're sitting and, and, and uh-huh. needing to waste time, pick up scripture and just read a little bit. That's a great, that's really great. I, that reminds me, this is random, but I was a criminal justice major in college and my con law professor always carried around a pocket constitution. And when I thought I was going into more of a law field, I was like, I'm going to carry around a pocket constitution every day. But I do really like the New Testament um, pocket size and just sticking that in your purse or in your pocket and having it around because there are moments of the day where you're just sitting. Um, so that would be a great way to and spend what, your time. You know, what, what are some better, I mean, think even of that, the routine moments, what are ways I can better spend idle time? Because yeah. I would argue 90 plus percent of us who own a smartphone, every ounce of idle time you have, you, you, you know, noses down and you're in your phone. And that yeah. may not be a bad thing if you're looking at things that are enriching your life, but most of us don't. We're no, social exactly. media trolling. We're, we're reading whatever the latest with the president or Congress or whatever news yeah. article there is, you know, finding ways to just incorporate this as we're busy this season into mm-hmm. the daily rhythms. And uh, one other thing that Adam mentioned in the podcast episode that I've been doing, cause he spends so much time in prayer. Um, when I walk through doorways now, I start trying really like pray for that room or just like put a blessing over that room in my mind and like whatever happens here, you know, if I'm going into my office for the day or, you know, he says he prays while he's in the shower. I've been noticing, I've been taking time and thought and not so much going over my to-do list for the day, but really um, thinking about other people and naming them. So um, I think that's a great, I, we're still talking about that podcast episode. (laughs) It's great, but there was so much we learned and it's It's now our number one, uh, number one, listen to podcast episode. Yeah. By far. Yeah. yeah, Which is incredible. So, um, yeah. So I was gonna say a couple other uh, challenges for people as you move through this last quarter, what if you were to take advantage of the coming holidays and incorporate some kind of spiritual practice into them? For example, you mentioned Shauna Nyquist. Uh-huh. Shauna Nyquist, I happen to know, wrote a beautiful book um, on on the spirituality. I don't forget the title now, but we can put it in the show notes. But mm-hmm. basically, it was on the spirituality of cooking and sharing meals together. Oh, it's called Savor. Yeah, Savor. I have it on my bookshelf. Great book. Okay, and at the am I right? At the end or at the beginning of every chapter, she puts a recipe. Yes, it, it is so beautifully written. So as we're approaching Thanksgiving and fall holidays and people coming over and football games and all this stuff that we entertain people. What if you were to pick up that book saver and make that a part of your daily reading so that when you're preparing food for others and with others and enjoying it, you you're kind of incorporating that, that level of spirituality. So Mm -hmm. saver by Shauna Nyquist, 
uh, great book as we get ready to get busy in the kitchen over uh, the coming coming months and holidays. Another challenge that I would put out there is as Advent approaches, what yes. are some ways you can incorporate spiritual disciplines into Advent? A couple that come to mind, one would be pick up an Advent devotional, some sort of devotional that you can read daily. Christmas comes like a freight train and yeah. it just runs you over and, and yeah. you're just hoping to get to the other end of it. But to be intentional, to slow down, have quiet moments, to be with God. I mean, it's ironic that this holiday is primarily about God, we say, but the way we live, it's primarily about us. Mm-hmm. So what if we kind of put some of the us aside and incorporated more time with God? So, uh, some Especially Advent- with kids, like Advent calendars, that would yes. be an easy thing to get them, you know, really focus in on the reason of the season. Yes, a book and a book that I would recommend for Advent to read, and it's a challenging one. Pick it up before the season starts. It's uh, by Mike Slaughter, and it's called Christmas is Not Your Birthday. And Slaughter challenges us that Christmas is the most self-indulgent holiday of our year, where it's all <laughs> about presents for us, that it's Jesus's birthday. What would Jesus want you to do for his birthday? Yeah. And a big piece of that is generosity. And so we can talk about this when we talk about you know, what churches need to be doing, but as individuals, how can you set aside in your Christmas budget some way to give money away or yeah. adopt a family or special Christmas offering or some kind angel of trees, angel yeah. trees, exactly. Some kind of way that you don't spend your entire Christmas budget on yourself and your family. Yeah. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if our hearts are going to be near to the heart of God, then we need to be finding ways to give away at Christmas. Absolutely. I love that. Um, So let's segue into church leadership and churches. Um, What are some things that we need to start thinking about going into the last quarter of the year? Well, I hope your Advent is planned. If it is not (laughs) planned, you need to do this the moment that this episode (laughs) ends. If you have a sermon series, you need to be preparing your advertising. Um, if, if you are, you know, and this involves graphics, this involves a social media plan. Don't do the same old approach to Advent. Here's, here's the thing. Studies now show that Christmas Eve is the number one visitor-friendly holiday of the year. We think that Easter is the biggest holiday of the year in the church, and it is for church people. Hmm. Easter has become like homecoming. Anyone who's ever had a connection to your church, they all come back on Easter because that's yeah. quote their church, right? Christmas is the day that visitors try church. And if you don't believe me, watch any Christmas movie, and I'll guarantee you there's mo- most likely yeah. going to be a scene where someone goes to church. Yes. The truth is, if you're not a church person, you can imagine Easter without church. Family, Easter bunny, whatever you want, Easter egg hunt, whatever you want to call it. But for many people, Christmas is hard to imagine without church. Pop culture tells us, even if it's a quick scene, church is a part of the Christmas yeah. routine. So you really need to be amping up the, the, the approach to visitors, uh, you're promoting what you're doing, um, making sure that, er- that you, you use good language that's visitor-friendly language, um, but really be approaching that Christmas is a time that you, you set a goal to reach new people. That's awesome. Um, other things, I don't know what, tell me it, from your experience in the pews, what are effective things that churches can do in this last quarter of the year? 
Oh, I don't know. Um, well, I just love when the church transforms itself around Christmas time, um, the decorations. Um, I know that seems very um, on top, but I just, it gives a good feeling from the members. It's like hospitality. It's like a warm hug when the poinsettias are up or there's bows everywhere and wreaths and every church sanctuary looks beautiful when it is outfitted for Christmas. And so I think you should take an inventory of what you have. And if things are looking tired, you know, maybe start asking some members for some donations or, you know, giving for that because you do want your place to look beautiful as well. You do. And, and, and what I like that that reaches you is too many of our churches treat Christmas decorating as either a chore, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we got to put all the stuff up and Oh, this is such a tedious task or a small group of people. It's quote their thing that they do every year. How could you open that? that act of decorating yeah, absolutely. up. How could you make an event out of it? Um, you know, how could you, I mean, some churches do a hanging of the green service and that's really great because it's a way to involve everybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some way to make little things, seemingly little things this season special, yeah. you know, that, that you connect with people. And that, that's, that's in the coming quarter. Um, one of the things that we'll celebrate in the life of the church or many churches will is the first Sunday in November is All Saints Sunday, and that's a Sunday where yeah. we remember the saints um, who who have passed in the last year. But but even more than that, we remember the saints who have passed, you know, in our lives. And it's just an annual marking of that yeah. remembrance. How could you make that remembrance more significant? One uh, church that I served did this thing where they had they had an All Saints banner made, uh-huh. and what they attached to that banner was was ribbon. And however many people they were going to read the names off was how many ribbons went on there. And at the Mm -hmm. end of every ribbon was a small bell. And so the beginning of the worship service was a very meaningful time because it was silence. And then you would just hear the tinkling of the bells as the Mm -hmm. banner was processed in. Wow. And then at the end of the service, each family got one of those bells as a uh, remembrance of their family member. How special. But those little, those, those seemingly small tokens really make people... Um, feel special. Another yeah. uh, point on being visitor friendly, um, going back to that, your fall festival, whatever you do for that, yep. how can you invite the whole community to it? I mean, whether you're in a city or a small town, especially if you're in a small town, because mm-hmm. you know people want things to do and, and, and those church fall festivals tend to be uh, better supported in small towns. Um, but how can you really look beyond the walls of your church to new people and, and invite them to be a part of, of your event. Uh, here's one idea that we got from a, a program we're going to talk about in an upcoming podcast that our church is involved in increased impact, but um, it's a conference thing to help churches increase their impact. And an idea that came from that um, was that what if you could do a giveaway at your fall festival, get someone to donate something and do a giveaway and get people's names and contact information who attend new people for the giveaway. Right. And then you do the giveaway, but you now have their names and contact information. And then what if you turned around and invited all of them to your Christmas Eve service two months later? Yeah. I mean, you see how you just, you just parlayed one event into the next. Yeah. But it's ways to, to connect with people in meaningful ways. One last Christmas point that I always tell uh, churches and and it's not my idea. I've read this in 
books and, and studies and had people say it. Uh, whatever your sermon series is uh, or, or however you're going to approach church the first of the year, make it high quality. Yeah. Do a series that jumps out to people. Do something that, that is going to gain people's attention and then advertise that in your Christmas Eve materials. Yeah. Because people oh, will okay. come, they'll enjoy, and then you can say, hey, by the way, in a couple of weeks when the holidays you know, finally finish, come back for this. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Well, we hope you all found some great nuggets of information, either from a personal aspect of how to stay connected with God through the rest of the year, um, just being more mindful and present and intentional with your time, and maybe add in a study or devotional or um, some great podcasts that have um, time like that that you can spend. Um, And then also, as your churches look forward, we hope you have a really successful last quarter of the year. it means a lot. There's a lot of events happening. Again, it could be very busy for you this time of year, but if you take those extra steps, you're going to feel so much more fulfilled. I know I am. I'm really excited to put some of these into practice. It's a great time of year, best time of year to be in the church and to, to enjoy being with others. Awesome. Feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars if you enjoyed this episode and feel free to connect with us on social media. We look forward to chatting with you again. All right. Until next time. See you. Bye.